Hey, everybody. Um, thank you <clears throat> for <clears throat> listening to <clears throat> one of my favorite shows. <clears throat> I love my own <clears throat> divorce. I love it. I love my own divorce. Listen, um, one of the greatest things about being divorced is that I no longer have to deal with Valerie on a day-to-day -day basis, right? I don't have to deal with her. Today, I'm supposed to be with my children for six hours, right? She didn't give it to, I didn't get them last Saturday or the Saturday before that or the Saturday before that or the Saturday before that at all. Nobody does anything. Judge don't do nothing. Nobody does anything. It's okay. It's okay. Because guess what? I'm working on my greatest work. And that is this podcast is my greatest work. It's concentrated. I'm not rapping. I'm speaking my heart. Giving my learned opinion. My opinion is informed by my experiences, by my, uh, um, by my study, which shows that I've been approved not only by God, but by the people around me who are uh, muckety-mucks in certain areas. Oh, yeah. I know that I'm one of the baddest people that you have ever met. I'm going to tell you why I'm so bad. I'm going to tell you why I'm one of the baddest people that you ever met. Because some of you have never met me in person <laughs> and you're listening to this ridiculous content. <laughs> How did you find this podcast? <laughs> How did you come across this actual podcast? What are you doing with your life? Why are you listening to some divorced man talking about his ex-wife and talking about his divorce and custody battle and talking about racist preachers and, and, and corruption and Toma? Why are you even listening to me? You want to know why you're listening to me? I can tell you the answer why you're listening to me. You're listening to me because I'm the baddest mofo that you ever know. No, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Listen, you have to understand. <laughs> do you know what I used to do when I was a child? This is what father told me. <laughs> when my parents were together, they split up when I was seven years old. My father has told me the story 12 times <laughs> about how my sisters would be sitting down on their big bird and cookie monster chair. Okay. And I would be standing in front of them with a makeshift pulpit of sorts pretending that I was Bishop R.L. Mitchell. And my sisters were pretending like they were members of the congregation and saying, amen. So my father and my mother came upstairs and they watched. They watched their son and their two children. It's just the three of us that were born to Vivian and Rocco, okay? Just the three of us. I'm the only son of Vivian and Rocco. And my two sisters, the only three, of that union, okay? All right? And so <laughs> they're watching 
me and God. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. I have no idea what I'm saying. Okay. Do you know it's possible? Listen, <laughs> you know it's possible. It's possible. It's possible that this was my sermon. Let me let me let me say it. And let me tell you what I believe that God wants me to tell you. I believe that the reason that we're all gathered here today is because God wants you to know that the highest aspiration of every Negro and every black person is to be a token for whites. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. I know that this sermon may get me kicked out of the NAACP and, you know, they're a bunch of liberals anyway. But you have to understand, black people, that in order for you to rise in society, you must properly genuflect to whites because they are always the master. Yes, we're free because of the Emancipation Proclamation bullcrap. Okay, yes. But the Bible still says to us Negroes, you little Negro, you little nigglet, you little jigaboo. Listen, the Bible says, slaves, be obedient to your master. The Bible has not changed. God said he changes not. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same forever. And he said slaves and only ones that were slaves in America were us Negroes, you, Piccaninny, you were a slave. You came from slaves, and all the rest of your life you will be a slave. You were born three-fifths of a person. Accept your identity. Accept it, you jigaboo, you. You accept it. Whites are never going to look at you as equal and they should not look at yourself in the mirror. You're black. You're a Negro. Your skin is brown. It's the same color as the turd that just went into your toilet. Look in your toilet and look at your face in the mirror. It's the same color. You are not a human. You're chattel. You were bred to be the way you are. Negro spirituals the words and the songs of Negro spirituals. Some people misinterpreted it as that was to help us be free and help us to communicate so that we can free and, and, and all that stuff. No. The reason for Negro spirituals is so that you can be a good slave. Okay? When whites look at us, blacks, they think that we're happy on the plantation. And even though we're not happy doing all the stuff that we're doing, we're not happy being killed by white cops. Be happy about it. The Bible says that think it not strange when you go through many uh, uh, drama things. And the Bible also says that you're supposed to rejoice when all the bad things happen to you. You're supposed to rejoice. So when you get killed by a black person, before you give up the ghost, you say hallelujah. 
And instead of marching, asking for civil rights, you, Jigaboo, listen. Listen to me, Jigaboo. Listen to, listen to me. Listen to me. Instead of you marching, asking for civil rights and equal rights, what you need to do is say, thank you, white man, for giving me the discipline that I need. The dogs that chased after you, they were supposed to chase after you. They've been chasing runaway slaves for a long time. And now those runaway slaves have decided that they want to protest and go in the streets, bring out the dogs. Why? Because slaves, you're supposed to serve your masters. You stop marching for civil rights. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. I said, stop it. Put yourself in a timeout and decide for yourself that you are going to obey your masters. You find the next white person and you obey them. If they tell you, you walk up to that white person and you tell them, hey, I, I'm, I'm here right now to obey you. And they might say, get out of my face. And you obey him and get out of his face. And that's what you need to do with your lives, black people. You jigaboos, you. You go and serve masters. Now, I think that that's the sermon that I was preaching. <laughs> Ain't that stupid? I'm so, I'm so joking. Anyway, because <laughs> what type of coon would that be if that's how I was when I was six years old, seven years old? <laughs> As a seven-year-old preacher like that. <laughs> do you know if I was seven-year-old preacher like that? Do you know that I would be the leader of so many churches, Assemblies of God, and Lighthouse will put me up there on the pulpit and say, listen, we got the youngest black preacher. Oh, my God. All for miles around. Right? <laughs> That's what they want to do with my son. <laughs> That's what they want to do with my son. They want to make my son into a chicken George. That's what they want to do with my son. That is what they want to do with my son. You don't think that I'm not savvy enough to know what you want to do with my son? You want me and my emphaticism without the man behind the lyricism. You can't have that. You want me, you gotta take the whole me. When I was a news anchor, they wanted the me without me. I am a whole person. Just cause white people can turn their Christianity on and off. They can be racist today and holy tomorrow and change their identity based on the situation just because they can do that. That's not what I do. God changes not. I change not. I evolve. I grow, of course. But the, the one of the reasons why me and the, and the, and the, uh, 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 the news, the, the, you know, the Toma, uh, you know, when I was a news anchor, those people, the reason why it didn't work out between us is because I was peeping what they were doing. Listen, they don't know this. I was watching them take from me 
my skills and apply it to their stuff. I watched them. Little by little, they were studying my way of doing things. And now listen, I'm paying attention. Listen, I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. My fruit never fails. My content is always powerful. I don't put out frivolous punk stuff. I'm the best that you ever known doing what I do. And you don't know nobody doing what I do. That's why I'm the best because you, <laughs> I'm the only one doing what I'm doing. I am the only professional testifier that you'll know because I'm the one that came up with the term. Okay. So guess what? I am the only veterans affairs rap champion three years in a row. You don't know nobody that raps at the level that I do to become the best in the whole veterans affairs. Every veteran in America that goes to the VA Out of every veteran that goes to the VA, I'm the greatest rapper of every veteran that goes to the VA. Three years in a row, there was no point for me going for the fourth. It's gratuitous after that. When you're the best, you're just the best. Period. Just be the best. Listen, nobody can accomplish it. There's nobody in America that can accomplish what I accomplished on the VA. Now listen, They might try. They might try. But will you succeed like I succeeded? Oh my God, Matt has an ego. Guess what? When the slaves learn to read, they become unmanageable. When a man learns the Bible and is a doer of the word, not just a hearer only, they become unstoppable. I'm a man of God and I have been since I was 19 years old. I'm grateful to you for listening to me. I'm the greatest token that Toma has ever had. Valerie has the title just for a little while. They want to give it to my son. Hey, we'll take all your titles. You want to make Valerie? You want to make my son a token? Hey. Doesn't take from the fact that I love my own divorce. M3Dots.com. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you later.